the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you and welcome to The Word, our Church of the Week program. This is where we take a break from the Bible teaching and we find out a little more about the Bible teachers and the great churches here in San Antonio and today we're going to check in with a great church on the northwest side of San Antonio. But first, may I remind you that in 1 Timothy 5.17, it says this. It says, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. That's exactly why we do what we do here uh, on The Word. With me today is a senior pastor from Tazel Oaks Church of the Nazarene. It's Pastor Tim Gross. Welcome, sir. Thank you. First time up here. It is. It's been a long time. Huh. Well, how long have you been preaching here in San Antonio? About five years. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's 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 talk a little. Actually, I like to put the church on the map for us. I said it's on the northwest side. So, uh, if I'm heading up 410, how can I find Tesla Oaks? Well, if you headed west on 410, you'll turn north on six on Bandera, that is, uh-huh. and go to Mainland and turn left on Mainland. I am at the corner of Mainland and Tesla Road. It's 7700 Tesla Road. Great location there, yeah. too, and uh, an amphitheater in the back. Yes. And talk about the campus there. It's a, just a great location. Yeah, the campus sets on about five acres of land. Yeah. Uh, it's on the corner. I have a conference center, a main sanctuary, uh, a welcome center. In the back, I do have a 100-seat amphitheater yeah. with room to grow, <laughs> uh, events to happen, and we are, God has blessed us with a great location. Well, let's talk about one of those events that's coming up here. It's called Fuse, Fuse it Fest. Is. It is. What's going on? Well, Fuse is a collaboration of all the Nazarene churches in San Antonio. And we've come together, and it's a youth thing. Uh, it's for our teenagers on all of our campuses to come together every Sunday at 4.30. And it will be on uh, uh, New Vision this coming Sunday. Uh-huh. And then we transfer into First Church on West Avenue. And then at Tesla Oaks over at my church. So every Sunday we rotate back and forth. Each church has a different event that we do, but we keep incorporating new things, new ideas, and invitations to other churches to come and to be a part of us. So a big, big free concert going on? Big free concert on the 19th of May uh-huh. at 6.30 until about 9. And we have two worship teams coming in. Yeah. We'll be in the amphitheater. We'll have food truck. We'll have other events to happen. It's all free. Yeah. Well, way to go. Yeah. What a great idea. Uh, well, and we'll talk more about that. Uh, but again, congratulations for what you're doing over there and serving like you do. Um, uh, but let's talk about a little bit about your background there, too. I asked you, you've been in the ministry. You've been preaching for, for five years, you say? Well, here in San Antonio. Uh, here in San Antonio. All right. Well, let's go, let's yeah. go back. When did, when did all this happen? Well, I, I started actually in my pastoral ministry in 1997. Uh-huh. Uh, I received the call much earlier than that. Um, Uh-oh. And started dabbling a little bit in it, but actually answered the full call in 1997. Uh, I was still on active duty in the military. God bless you. And so my last three years of active duty, I was an associate pastor in a church in Maryland. And from there... In the uh, Marines? In the Marine Corps. Semper Fi. Thank, Thank you, you. Uh And so from there, uh, I just allowed God to work, and, and we moved quite a bit. Uh, I think that was a military <laughs> spinoff. Every three years, we sort of move. And so... Uh, 
we're settled. We're happy where we're at. And so we look forward to it. But my ministry has actually been to touch the hearts of people. Uh, God's blessed me with a background of administration and of business mm-hmm. and finance. And so I just want to use that for the kingdom, but also is to really touch the hearts of people. Mm. Because, you know, barren people struggle in life. And a lot of times it's with the, with physical, it's with spiritual, it's with financial. And if God can use someone, why doesn't he, he uses me to do that, to yeah. touch their lives. Way to go. Uh, from Maryland, how did you get to San Antonio? <laughs> Well, Maryland. Because there's, milita- there's not a Marine base here. No, there's a Marine Reserve base over on Fort Sam. But uh, no, I'd already been retired. I retired from the Marine Corps in 2000. Gotcha. So I've been actively ministering. Um, Did you minister while you were a Marine, though? Did you? My last three years. Yeah. But I had also ministered before I answered the call to full time ministry, you know, just with the people I worked with and people worked for me in the, in the Marine Corps. You know, I'd, I'd work my way up, way up in rank that uh, people had to go through me to when they checked into a unit. Mm. And I would just share with them, you know, the expectations of the unit. But I also felt led by the Lord to tell them that I am a born-again Christian, that I, I do preach and I do study the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And I'd never push it on them. But if they would ever approach me, that I would invite them in to sit down and shut the door and we'd have a good conversation. And so that's, uh, that's how I shared in, on active duty. And then... Uh, so, so- so take us on that tour, though, on uh, how you got here. Okay. So from Maryland, uh, we left there after I retired, and I went up into a church in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, up in Amish country. Cool. And so I, I was there for about a year, spent some time there as an associate pastor. And from there, we went to uh, a little town called Buford, South Carolina, down near Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And so pastored a church down there in South Carolina. From there, we sort of got the itch to, uh, to move again. And so, believe it or not, uh, the suffering people of the state of Hawaii needed a pastor. <laughs> and so, God called yeah. me, and I, I went to Hawaii for about two years pastoring. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it was labor for the Lord in wow. love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we went there. And then I went back to Maryland after Hawaii. Um, my wife, I love her, and she had a great desire to further her education and change careers. Hmm. And so, that necessitated me actually having to work for a living uh oh not for love yeah uh so i went back and started working for the department of navy in maryland i attended the same church that i initially got my call in and so i worked for the department of navy uh for five years while she went back to school uh from there i was bivocational at that time sure and so from there uh she she answered the call to uh uh, to take a job at the military hospital here in San Antonio. Ah. And at that time, I had already resigned my church because I felt the Lord leading me into an evangelistic-type work. Hmm. And so I did that for a year while she was settling in and getting some experience. And from that, um, the application went down here to, to BAMSI, SAMSI, I guess sure. we call it now. And uh, they called her up the next day and said, we got a job for you. I said, okay, Lord, you answer fast. (laughs) Here we come. And so my wife said, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to go take a job unless I've seen the site. And my wife had never been to Texas Mm -mm. ever in her life. So we flew down the next week and uh, we toured the hospital, spoke with people and she accepted the job. Three weeks later, we'd packed up and we'd moved to Texas. Good move. A very good move. She likes it now. Uh, She loves Texas. She loves that. Uh, Yeah. 
And she's no longer at SAMHSA. She's working at another hospital in the emergency room. Uh-huh. And so uh, I, I kid with people. My wife, uh, I'm the laid back in the relationship. And she's the she's the one. That Wait put, a minute, you're the marine too. Well, you got that even keeled all the time, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I got you. <laughs> and then, but my wife is. I, I always tell people. I said the Energizer Bunny gets tired watching my wife <laughs> run around, and and so she's got all the energy. And, yeah. and so we work well together. Sure. And and so she loves the ER work, and the ER work is is right up her alley. It keeps her jumping, and uh, it's very rewarding to her. Yeah. So that makes me happy. Do you get involved with her ER work at all? Do you ever show up and get to be a minister there? Uh, no. Yeah. No. You got your own problems. <laughs> yeah, she, well, you know, Baron, uh, again, my wife is so professional that if I'd show up, she'd think I'm a patient. Yeah. And so. <laughs> <laughs> she'd wrap you up. And yeah, she'd wrap me up and do something to me. So, uh, No. That's great. That's great. Well, hey, listen, if you've just joined us, you're listening to our Church Elite program here on uh, AM 630 The Word. I'm talking to Pastor Tim Gross. He's the senior pastor of Tezel Oaks Church of the Nazarene. Again, our Church of the Week. Uh, they meet every Sunday morning at 930 for their educational time. And then at 1045, that's when the worship starts and the good preaching begins. You can learn more about the church on their website. It's tezeloaksnaz.net. Uh, that's for the Church of the Nazarene. And if you'd like to call the church, here's the number. It's 210-680-5044. Pastor, were you raised in the church, or did you have a salvation experience somewhere in the middle? No, Baron, I was I was not raised in the church. Uh, really, the only times I went to church was when my grandparents were in town and mm-hmm. we would go. Uh, so I, I was not raised in the church. My best friend in junior high and high school's father was very active in his church. And so whenever I would stay with my friend... Um, I would end up going to church. I did a lot of summer camps mm. with my friend, um, and I believe some of the stuff stuck because uh, that—that's where I am today. Yeah, uh, I love camps. I love sending kids to camps, and I think that's uh, just the way God used me to uh, to do that. Mm. Uh, so I wasn't raised in the church. I I joined the Marine Corps very early, right out of high school, um, but it was in in 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a young man that was in my unit a co-worker, co-marine, and he kept coming over to my barracks room, and he would always give me the plan of salvation. And he gave me this thing called Roman's Road. Yep. And, you know, it didn't really click for the longest time, and but he was very persistent. And, you know, today I, I thank him for being persistent and uh, dedicated what's, to God's call. What's his name? <laughs> okay, you know... <laughs> I knew Fair you were enough. going to ask me that, but... Uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Mission accomplished. Yeah. His last name's Hollowell. There I you go. I can tell you that. Victor Hollowell. There it is. There it comes. And so he was very persistent. And then on Halloween night, um, he came into the room and, and he said, Tim, this is not my last time, but I would really like it to be my last time with you. Mm. I said, God is really wanting you. And uh, tonight of nights. And so that night, I knelt beside my rack in the barracks room and... And, and Victor led me to the Lord, yeah. and, and I understood Romans Road. And so that was in 1980. Mm. Um, I was a young man from a small town out of West Virginia. And so <clears throat> very shortly after that, we were deployed as a, as a Marine Corps unit overseas. Mm. Well, I'm from a small town. I got to see a lot of things. And so I really walked back into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't discipled. I went to church with Victor but no one really drew me into a, a classroom or into an environment to learn of God's love and nurture. Mm. And so I lost that. And uh, I went back into the world for a few years. And then I came home on, on a, a period of leave one time, and um, 
my wife and I ran into each other. And, um, of course, she wasn't my wife at the time. Sure. Um, but we've known each other since we was five years old. We grew up together. And so we sat in the car and talked for hours, it seemed like. And so the spark happened, and um, I came back a few weeks later. I asked her to marry me in 1983. A few weeks? Yeah, yeah. Something like, <laughs> I think it was in, like, April of 1983 I asked her to marry me. I came home in July with orders to go to California for a school. Gotcha. Um, and so we had planned to get married in November of 1983. Mm-hmm. So it was a very short courtship. But remember, we grew up together. We knew each other. Sure. Uh, I knew her mother, and I loved her mother. Um, but my wife and I never saw eye to eye on a lot of things until the night we sat in the car when I was home on leave. So, yeah. so the relationship and the love started then, and we were married in 1983, and she followed me around for 17 years of my eight, 22 years of military time. Was she a believer? She is a believer. Her father's a pastor. Her two brothers are pastors. She grew up in the church. Wow. She is one of these types, again— she doesn't even open up the hymnal. She can sing every chorus, every line of every song in the hymnal. And, you know, I'm amazed. I'm awestruck with, mm-hmm. with her love for the Lord. Mm. And so her ministry is, is the passion she has of working in the medical field. And mm. so I, I, we've done medical missions. We'll do more medical missions. And so that's the greatest thing about cool. it. And so we're, we are equally yoked in, in ministry. Fantastic. And, and I, I love that. Wow. And so... Uh, I think I'm. We're here. Yeah, we're here. All right, cool. We're here, and you're good, and you're content and happy there. Tesla yeah. Oaks is yes. uh, is where you're at there too. And and did I understand there too that uh, before you came to Tesla Oaks Church of the Nazarene there too that you were associated with another local church? Yeah, when in my ministerial career moving around, it was always usually small churches, uh-huh. and so um, <clears throat> the Lord and His providence saw that I. I I needed some experience in a larger church level. So I, I came to San Antonio and went on staff at uh, San Antonio First Church of the Nazarene on West Avenue Yep. and uh, fell in love with the people, fell in love with the organizational structure of a larger church. And it really suited me being in a structured, organized life of military and mm-hmm. the business world of working for the Department of the Navy. And so I learned a lot. I learned uh, from a very experienced and well-seasoned senior pastor, and uh, hmm. uh, so I, I take that, and then I moved into uh, a period of time where the Lord was leading me and pushing me, in a sense, to get back as a senior pastor. I, I, I guess my time at on staff was done, mm-hmm. and so I did a, a, a six- to eight-month interim period in Victoria, Texas, where my wife and I would drive to Victoria wow. on a Friday evening, minister to people on Friday evening, Saturdays, and I would do services on Sunday and drive home. Wow. And then resume my Monday through Friday time as pastor of administration at First Church. Uh-huh. And then about six months, I got the call from our leadership in the church to uh, to consider taking Tesla Oaks as an interim pastor because their pastor took a church out of state. Mm. And so I went in there in, in August of, of 2015, and in April of 2016, uh, the church requested that uh, the district superintendent appoint me as their senior pastor. Yeah. And so I'm there on appointment right now sure. and uh, just loving it. Uh, a lot of great things, a lot of exciting things happening at Tesla. Um, 
I think in a lot of small churches or in a lot of churches when pastors transition out and new ones come in, you know, you lose some people, you gain some people. But uh, I see that as God's pruning and God's uh, way of growing the church because I don't think any church wants to be stagnant in their thoughts or patterns. Uh, I love tradition, but I don't like to get hung up on tradition. I like to try new things. And mm. as our website says, we're not going to do new way or new ways, but we're going to do a tried way. And the tried way is to contextualize the gospel of Jesus Christ to a culture that doesn't understand Jesus mm. Christ. And so that's what we're trying to do and attempting to do. And so drawing in people from different backgrounds, different understandings, and different walks in life. Uh, we are starting some ministries outside the church that hasn't been publicly announced yet, and I'm not ready to do it. So it's something that you can come to our website sure. to do, or maybe even here and reach to the radio station and find out what Tesla Lokes of the Church of the Nazarene is doing. Well, that's very easy to do. All you have to do, you can do a couple of things. You can go to our website, which is uh, AM630 The Word. Uh, go to our Church of the Week page, and uh, you'll find Tezel Oaks Church of the Nazarene right there. You'll find them in our church directory. We've got a direct link there. But here it is. It's tezeloaksnaz.net, tezeloaksnaz.net uh, for Tezel Oaks Church of the Nazarene. And uh, you can learn more there. Uh, of course, if you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-680-5044. Uh, and that's where you can find Pastor Tim Gross uh, with Tesla Oaks, our Church of the Week. So, Pastor, let's talk about what happens on a Sunday morning there. I mentioned that uh, Sunday school, actually I, I say Sunday school, but you call it something else. You call yeah, it the educational time. We call it the educational time. Why do you do that? Uh, it, it's, uh, it's not that we don't do Sunday school, we do that. Yeah. But it's a whole time of educating the people, and that's what God's called me to do. And you let in with the Timothy passage about being a teacher of the Word, and, and so we want to educate people. And I believe a lot of times people uh, have a hard time understanding. Uh, and so if the Word is taught, the people are educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a sermon that uh, I heard years ago about ignorance, and ignorance is not a bad thing unless you do nothing. Mm. You can overcome your ignorance by educating yourself. Mm. And so I'm, I'm the proverbial three or four-year-old asking the why question. Why? Why? Tell me. I need to know more. I, need, I have an insatiable urge or a need uh, to understand about something. Uh, whether I use it again or not, I just need to know. And I, I get that from my wife, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just trying to understand things. Uh, but we call it the educational time because from the adults that we teach all the way down to even in the nursery – uh, we are teaching and sharing the gospel. Right. I, I believe a six-month-old baby, if you sit there and sing the hymns or you tell the easy scriptures to them, even though they don't, may not understand audibly the words you're saying, I believe it touches their heart, touches their spirit. Sure. Because uh, we have a precious little one in our church uh, right now, and I tell the people at the church, that baby needs to be educated because right now that baby's the closest thing to the purity of who God is. Amen. Wow. Yeah, And so we look at that, and so we have a responsibility as adults, as teens, to understand God's Word. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we have to be educated, and so we have a responsibility to teach those that come behind us. And do you teach this lesson? I teach. My wife and I uh, tag team because she works uh, shift work at the hospital in the emergency room, and so there's, she's not there every Sunday. Gotcha. And so I'll teach some of the Sundays. Uh, we have a new teacher just came on board that's... Uh, my actually my Sunday school superintendent. Yeah, and so he taught this past Sunday, and I was very impressed. And I'm I'm glad what God is doing at Tezel, bringing the educators. 
Amen. So. That starts at 930. And then uh, says here that, uh, and again, too, as you say, educational time, instead of worship service starts, it says at 1045, his worship. That's right. The that's, big, well, that's the purpose of a Christian's life is to worship God yeah. in all facets of our life. I love it. In our word, in our actions, our deeds, our, in everything we do. So we come to his worship. We come to give him the praise. And, you know, uh, a very good friend of mine, a very good friend of yours. I'll say it. Marty Inman, and I think we, you know this uh, since I told you beforehand there too, but uh, when I first came to San Antonio, uh, the church, the small church that I was going to at the time, Marty Inman was my youth pastor uh, with his guitar strapped to his chest there and singing and leading worship and led me in worship. My, really one of my first youth pastors of my life there. And so uh, really if it wasn't for uh, Marty Inman and his investment in my and all my friends who are still, I still have friends to this day, thanks to your worship pastor. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that and that season. So God bless Marty Emin and your worship. But go ahead, brag on him a little bit. But you see how God does his work. Yeah. You know, you and I would have never met probably unless Marty Emin would have come into our lives. Yeah. This is 35, 30 years ago. Oh, boy. And, and so Marty, uh, I, I humble Marty a lot because that's it. <laughs> and Marty, you're a deep thinker. Yeah. He said, he goes, well, let me think about that. <laughs> I go, of yeah. course, you know, that fits Marty's M.O., Yep. Uh, but I love Marty. I love Linda, his wife, and the minister they bring. Um, you know, Marty visited our church a couple of times, and he went away a Sunday, and I thought, okay, I've lost him and his wife. Uh-huh. They'll never come back. You know, because at that time, we were, we were down in numbers. And, and he came back the fourth Sunday, and he sent me an email after the service and said, Pastor, uh, my wife Linda and I like to sit down and talk to you about being part of the church. Yeah. Well, you know, once I picked myself up off the floor and I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, I am so impressed by Marty and his wisdom. And, you know, as he hears this when it when it's uh, out there, uh, boy, he's going to be he's going to be moved. Yeah, I, I am moved by him. And so I do want to brag on him uh, and his wife. Tremendous godly asset to the church, but most of all to the kingdom of God. Hmm. And I am blessed as a pastor that God saw it to be that I needed a Marty Inman in my life. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you do there, as I understand there, you've got, uh, uh, I, I guess, a, a Bible study there on Thursdays? We do. We call it Proverbs 2, mm-hmm. lunch. Um, it's a lunch. Got to have lunch in church. Got to have lunch in church <laughs> somewhere. Um, and so what we do, the foundation of our study is um, Proverbs chapter 2, and it talks about educating yourself. It talks about growing in the grace and knowledge. It talks about the outreach of what you know to people. So that's our foundation for the study. But what we have elected to do is to take a book, basically like a book of the month club. Mm -hmm. But we're going to do a chapter a week, and I've asked people to read through it, write their questions, write their thoughts. It is a participatory type thing. It's not for me to sit up there and give all the answers or speak all the time. And so our first book out of the gate is... Uh, Deep and Wide by Andy Stanley. Sure. It is a, it's a great book on church growth, but also as the church grows, more importantly, the people grow. Mm. And so we're going to use that to, uh, to move uh, in, a, in a direction that maybe Tesla Oaks hasn't been for a while. Uh, the foundations of the Church of the Nazarene when it was founded in, in 1908 um, was that we are to do the outreach to the widows and to the orphaned. Right. And if we look at those words just as widows and orphans, we think about 
just a specific few people in society, but it's those that have been divorced from society that have been overlooked by the church and also the orphans, those that have lost their way in this world. Wow. And so if we can look deeper into that understanding, yeah, if widows and orphans come to us, we're going to take care of them, but it's those that we have to reach out to, and that is what the Church of the Nazarene was always founded on. Mm. And so Tezel, in our approach of going where we need to go, is going to get back to those roots again, and this is a way of doing it. Just loving your neighbors. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, hey, again, we want to thank you for listening to our Church of the Week program here on AM630, The Word, our Church of the Week this week. Tezel Oaks, Church of the Nazarene, right there at the corner of uh, Tezel Road and uh, Mainland yes. Road right there. Uh, with Senior Pastor Tim Gross, our special guest today. Uh, you can check him out uh, on the web at tezeloaksnaz.net. As uh, worship starts at 1045, actually, like I said, the educational time uh, starts just before that at 930 every Sunday morning. Again, worship at 1045. Uh, what do we wear, Pastor, when we show up? I wear blue jeans and do cowboy you? boots. Good for you. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so uh, our listeners who have a pair of blue jeans and cowboy boots in their closet and might feel comfortable coming, uh, please, please invite them to come. Everyone, I would love for you to be there. A warm, inviting environment. Um, a great worship time. Uh, the biggest part of our worship is is music, and it is praising God. Um, but I bring a message of hope and peace and comfort, and the challenge is to go out and share that with people. Please come, 1045 every Sunday morning. And again, that's at Tezel Oaks Church of the Nazarene at 7700 Tezel Road. And if you've enjoyed this conversation and uh, maybe missed the first part or want to hear it all again, uh, it's available right now on demand on our Church of the Week page. Just to look up Tezel Oaks Church of the Nazarene. And I want to say thank you, Pastor Tim, for, uh, for coming to San Antonio and uh, for serving like you do and uh, for being our Church of the Week, sir. Thank you, Baron. Yeah, that's right. My name is Baron Wiley, and I thank you for listening uh, to AM630, The Word. It's our Church of the Week, Tesla Oaks. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630, The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.